How are you walking with the Lord day in and day out? Sometimes that testimony can be even more powerful than telling someone how your life changed 20 years ago, because that was 20 years ago, and they're trying to follow God now. I was just reading an article this morning that said archaeologists have discovered that Solomon's temple actually wasn't located where we thought it was in Jerusalem. Yeah, Solomon's temple, it turns out, is on the side of his head. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 173. Hope you enjoyed that dad joke. It's how we start every episode. If this is your first time listening, please make sure you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people find it. And if you've been a long-time listener and haven't done that or haven't done it in a while, that also helps. You can find all of our content and how to get in touch with us at manafoodforthought.com. While you're there, click the subscribe button and you'll get our weekly psalm reflection emailed straight to your inbox. We won't spam you. That's all you get. And you can click on the give button if you would like to financially sponsor or contribute to this podcast for as little as $1 a month and become a patron and patrons get perks. And so thank you so much if you are a patron uh, and for all of you who support this podcast and pray for us. As always, the best way you can uh, support us is to share this with a friend. And so if you tag us on Instagram, make sure you do so by linking our account, Mana Food for Thought, uh, on Instagram. And like I said, you can contact us and find all that info on our website, manafoodforthought.com. So without further ado, let's get into our joy junk and Jesus for this week. Uh, my joy is that we had a lot of festivities this past week. Um, my kids got their hair cut and they look like 18 years older every time they get their hair cut. But they look very cute and handsome. And uh, we did that because my daughter was the flower girl in our friend Natalie's wedding. And so uh, it was wonderful to be part of that celebration, the rehearsal, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, obviously. And it was a really beautiful celebration. My daughter always tries to be the dancing queen and star of every dance floor she's on. And she did not disappoint. She was out there with all these older girls who have just, you know, graduated college and their master's degrees and, you know, were out there partying and she was like in there and they're all circling around her and she was having a great time. So, um, yeah, they had, they had a blast. And then right after that, the next day, after all those festivities, my wife went off to Palm Springs for a bachelorette party for her cousin, who she's the matron of honor in her wedding. And so, uh, very full weekend and all this past week and this coming week, I'm uh, interviewing people and getting people signed up for RCIA either on the team or people who want to come into the church and become Catholic. So it's just a lot of celebration to be going on, like people, you know, getting to know the Lord, people celebrating things in their lives. It's just been great. Uh, the junk part of that is it's been a lot and it was a, a busy weekend of being tired and sweaty and then being without my wife and being on my own with the kids for a few days, which is totally, you know, doable. I love doing that. But after all of the festivities and the heat outside, which gets to me and my wife really, really uh, harshly because uh, of our autoimmune diseases, it can really uh, kind of take the wind out of your sails. So um, but my Jesus moment uh, is that We've been slowly organizing at home, and, and today was a huge clean-out day at work where we're cleaning all of our spaces, our offices and the main spaces, and just kind of purging of all these things that we don't need or use anymore. And I love cleaning. I'm just that type of person. If I'm, you know, stressed, I clean. But what I really like about it is that it kind of, I don't know, it produces this effect of like, I really feel like Jesus is there when I'm cleaning. Because I think it produces this idea of there's excellence in the little things. 
that if you can do the little things really well and excellently, uh, and you can be present in the ordinary moments of life and enter into them in an extraordinary way, then you make the Lord present there in some way. And so, and it, and it helps you build the discipline of being excellent and disciplined and virtuous in the bigger things of life. And so uh, maybe this is just, maybe if nothing else, this is like a uh, encouragement to you to go clean out your junk drawer or clean out that cupboard or that cabinet and just treat that as a type of prayer, a practice and the art of discipline and organization, because that's what we need in the big things of life in order to be faithful to what God has asked of us. So, uh, yeah, let's get into our episode for this week. Uh, we're reading the second reading for this upcoming Sunday, which should be normally the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time, but it falls on the Feast of the Transfiguration. So we're going to be reading the readings for the Feast of Transfiguration. So the second reading is from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 16 to 19. And this is a letter of Peter to the early church, and he's specifically writing about his own testimony of the time he saw Jesus transfigured in Matthew 17, which is going to be the gospel for this upcoming Sunday. So this is what Peter writes uh, to the early church. He says, Beloved, we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we had been eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when that unique declaration came to him from the majestic glory, This is my Son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. Moreover, we possess the prophetic message that is altogether reliable. You will do well to be attentive to it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until day dawns, and the morning star arises in your hearts. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, what I love about this is it's not just like an account of something that happened in the Gospels. This is someone verifying this from their own eyewitness testimony in a secondary source. And so Peter is attesting like this really did happen. This thing that you've heard about, like we're not just telling you the stuff that's been going around these stories or these legends kind of like you might hear about Hercules or these other Roman or Greek gods. You know, like, this is something I saw with my own eyes. This is something I witnessed. And so you can trust that this is reliable. And you can see this, this world and everything you're being offered as this kind of world that's shrouded in darkness. But this message that we're giving you is like a lamp shining in that place until the day finally dawns and all the darkness is defeated. And so... What I love about this is, first of all, it like it emphasizes eyewitness testimony. And I think testimony is so important for you to know your testimony. You can go back to episodes 72 and episode 161 to hear about, you know, your testimony, how to formulate your testimony. You'll hear my testimony and how I deliver that. Um, but I think it's just an important thing to be attentive to. How has God worked in your life and how is he working? How is that light shining in the darkness? Because in John chapter 1, you know, it says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But then it goes on to say um, that this Word was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So when Peter is talking about allowing this to be a lamp that shines in the darkness, he's talking about bringing Jesus to people through your testimony. Because the ultimate light is Jesus. Jesus himself says that in John 8. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so I think it's important to always be attentive to how God is moving in your life. 
you know, I was out to, uh, my wife and I were out to lunch with some friends, DJ and Christina, uh, many months ago. And, um, we were just talking and hanging out and, you know, just kind of updating each other on life and things that have been going on. And, and then DJ turned to us and he just said, uh, so what's God been saying to you guys lately? And, you know, the question kind of caught me off guard because it was like, you know, we, I mean, we are all people of faith and people who are in ministry. And so it wasn't like a question that we wouldn't, that we wouldn't be comfortable with, but it was just like, it was so natural the way he said it, but it wasn't like kind of what I was thinking the conversation was going to be directed towards. So he was like, it's okay if you don't have anything. But I, but I was like, no, no, no. And, and I, I took a moment to really think and then was able to kind of answer, you know, with what the Lord was kind of saying to me and doing in our lives. But I just found that such a, a beautiful moment where like, uh, you know, a friend in the Lord, a brother in the Lord was able to just like call to mind with a single question, like, what is God doing? What is he saying to you right now? And, you know, one day the light will come to people and they will no longer need our testimony. You know, so we need to be seeking out those who are lost in darkness to share the light with them. And the best way we can do that is sharing the ways we have seen the light, sharing the ways that God has worked in our life. He is working in our life. So I see all of that because what was on my heart was really to think about what is a way in which you and I can regularly reflect on how God is working in our lives and how we're experiencing him. And, you know, you can do kind of different methods of journaling, but I think one way that you can incorporate into journaling, but some, a more ancient prayer practice of the church is called the examine. And you've probably heard about this many times, but maybe you've never actually been instructed in how to go through this step by step, or maybe you've never done it in the way it was intended to be done. But this is a uh, kind of a system of self-reflection and prayer that was developed by St. Ignatius, the founder of the Jesuits, and his whole idea is finding God in all things. That's one of kind of like the mottos of the Jesuits. And so noticing God in everyday moments. And so the examine is a daily prayer. It's basically an opportunity for peaceful, daily, reflective prayer. So what it invites you to do is to find how God has been moving in all the people and events of your day. And um, it's not just kind of like a, a checklist that you can go through, but it's really allows you to kind of rest in your day reflect on where has God been? Where have I missed him? What do I do going forward? And this is originally designed to be done twice a day, usually prefer, preferred around like late morning or afternoon. So you can kind of assess the day so far. And then again at night, so you can assess the entire day and look ahead toward tomorrow. But every time you do it, it has five steps. And there you'll find different versions of these five steps. They essentially all culminate in the same activity. But um, I'm going to give you an acronym to remember. And that acronym, uh, especially so if, if you need to sit down in reflective prayer, it might be because you're frustrated or you're angry. So I want you to remember the acronym GRRR, G-R-R-R-R. So if you're feeling like pent up, feeling angry, feeling frustrated, or you need a moment in prayer, remember GRRR, and then you can actually do that. Okay, so G in GRRR is gratitude. That's step one. So what you ask yourself, you sit down, first of all, you... You know, you begin by getting yourself in a prayerful place. You take a pause and you begin with just a slow, deep breath or two to become aware that you're in the presence of God, to begin in prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so make sure you, you find that place and allow your body to just relax, take a few deep breaths. And then the first step in GUR is gratitude. And step one, what am I especially grateful for so far today or in the past day? Um, 
Maybe it's just the gift of having another day. Maybe it's you felt some kind of love and support from someone. Maybe you felt like you mustered courage or some kind of talent or ability to, to put together a presentation or whatever it is. Maybe it was an event that took place that day, something that brought you joy. Whatever it is, just call to mind the things that you are grateful for since the last time you did the examine. Now, if you've never done the examine before, just think about the last 24 hours. Okay, but generally you want to do this twice a day. So you might be thinking back to the previous night, or if you're doing it in the evening, you might be thinking back to the afternoon. But generally you're thinking about the day, you know, in general. Some people do this only once a day. That's totally fine. I would recommend if you do so, do it at the end of the day. Um, so you can reflect back on the day more intentionally. So what were you grateful for? Okay, so that's G. And then the rest are R's. The first is review. So you basically just ask God for the grace to review your day and to see your day through the lens that God saw it. So you can even ask God for the light and the grace, the ability to know yourself, to see yourself as God sees you, and to see your day through God's perspective. But you review the events of the day. You might even just open up your calendar on your phone if you're not going to get distracted by other notifications, but like kind of go through, what did I do today? So that's review. Gratitude, review, then reflect. Reflect on, where did I feel true joy today? What troubled me today? What challenged me? Where did I pause? Where did I notice God's presence in any of this? So just kind of pay attention to your emotions throughout the day. Now, some examines will tell you to pick one feature of the day where it, uh, you had some kind of prominent emotional response and to allow yourself to kind of like reflect on that. So you're kind of praying out of that particular emotion or that particular event. So you can do that, or you can kind of just think about your day in general. You know, where did you feel joy? Where did you feel stress? Whatever it is, reflect more intentionally. Where was God in the midst of all of that? Okay, so the first step of gratitude might kind of open your eyes to some of those places where you notice God, okay? So gratitude, review, reflect. Then is response. So in light of your review, what is your response to God? And take a moment of prayer. Maybe it's Thanksgiving. Maybe it's contrition. Maybe, Lord, I really am recognizing and reviewing my day and reflecting. I didn't do, uh, I didn't do really right by the things that I'm trying to resolve to do. I wasn't really disciplined in virtue. I wasn't really faithful to the promises I've made. Uh, I wasn't really a good representation of the Christian faith. Or, um, Maybe you're saying, Lord, I, I really I encountered some people today that really need prayer. So I want to bring those people to you. I want to bring those intentions to you. Uh, maybe you just are overwhelmed with love and gratitude and you just want to praise the Lord and thank him. Whatever it is, you respond in prayer. So gratitude, review, reflect, respond. And then lastly is resolve, resolve. And so as you look ahead to the next day, what comes to mind? What's coming up? What are some thing, emotion, res, emotional responses you have to the things that you know are happening? Maybe you have a meeting that you're dreading. Maybe you, uh, you don't really like to be social. You know, you have a big social event that's unavoidable coming up. You know, whatever it is. And how, what are you going to, with what spirit do you want to enter in to those moments? So the examiner really is an opportunity for you to kind of recognize where God has been. Thank him for the good that's happened. Reflect on the ways that God has worked. And also on the ways where we have fallen short pray from those spaces, and then resolve to do better in the ways we've fallen short, and to try and notice God more easily in the things that are coming ahead. Okay, so 
basically gratitude, review, reflect, respond, resolve. Another way of putting this, you, you become aware of God's presence. You review the day with gratitude. You pay attention to your emotions. You choose one feature of the day and pray from it. And then you look toward tomorrow. So you'll see kind of different variations of the examine, but all of them basically encompass the same thing. That you are beginning with gratitude, looking back on the day, experiencing gratitude and joy in the ways God has worked, and also resolving to do better in the ways you've fallen short and praying from those spaces or from one particular space. When we can do that, I think we'll be more attentive to where God has been moving, how God has been changing us, working in us, more reasons to be grateful. Uh, I find that when people ask me like, oh, how's your day been? What have have you been up to? I like can't remember anything. Like it just in the moment I like freeze like deer in a headlights. And I'm a pretty social person. Like it's not hard for me to like have a conversation. But for some reason, when people ask me about the events of my life, I don't know what it is. If my brain just deletes them, I like cannot remember. I have to take my calendar out of my pocket and look at my phone. Uh, Take my phone out of my pocket, look at my calendar. And see, like, what have I even been doing? And I think it's because it's in those moments where I'm less attentive to the movement of God and I'm less reflective on how my day has been. I'm just focused on, like, tasks, like, go, 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 go. And when, I'm, when you're task-oriented, your day becomes like a checklist. And when you check something off, you really don't need to remember it. It's just gone from the to-do list now. All you're remembering is the stuff that still needs to get done. So you're really always looking ahead. You're not really looking back. And we don't want to look back in shame or regret, but we want to look back in, ref- in, in holy reflection to be able to notice where God has been moving. And so I invite you to do that this week. I invite you to practice the exam and just try it once or twice for a few days. See how you like it. See how you might adapt it to your own style, your own prayer, your own relationship with God. But you get the general idea. Start with gratitude in a peaceful, prayerful place. Review the day, reflect on it, pray from one or many events from that day and resolve to do better in the ways you've fallen short and to notice God, to find him in all things because he is in all things. He's trying to speak to you and love you and bless you in all the events of your day, even the ones that are challenging and difficult. So let's have eyes and ears that are perked toward heaven and to the movement of the Holy Spirit so that we can recognize how God is seeking to bless us because when we have that attention, we have so many more ways we can share with others about how the light is shining in the midst of the darkness in our own lives. So many other ways we can offer testimony to how God is working in our life on a daily basis and not just the big St. Paul conversion moments from the past. But no, how are you walking with the Lord day in and day out? Sometimes that testimony can be even more powerful than telling someone how your life changed 20 years ago because that was 20 years ago and they're trying to follow God now. And so sometimes it helps to just show them and share with them, this is how God is changing me day in, and day out. This is how God is blessing me, loving me, meeting me where I am. This is how I'm noticing his movement in my life each and every day. And then a person can see that and be like, okay, that's a little more accessible. That's something that I can get behind. That's something that I can notice. And so the more attentive we are to God's movement in our own life, the more able we'll be able to share testimony with others and allow that light of Jesus Christ to shine into the darkness of their lives like it has hopefully shown into our darkness and our lives as well. So I hope that blesses you. I hope you start practicing the examine every day. It's a really fruitful area of prayer and self-reflection. You can do it in a journal. You can do it just in quiet. You can do it out loud in your prayer and your car ride home from work, whatever it is. 
I hope it blesses you. And until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. God bless.